What's going on everybody, it's your boy Fab Freddy Fox, America's big brother, and we live with the Saturday Night Sit Down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Fab Freddy Fox, America's big brother. And today we are live with the man behind the Conscious Father Society, Andrew Jones. What's going on, my man? I'm doing good, bro. How you feeling? I am doing awesome, man. Super excited to have you on here, man. Um, You know, I love seeing dads out there doing anything and really putting a front for us. You know, it's just for myself, I knew I wanted to be a stay-at-home dad, right? And, um, you know, just take care of my kids. I really wanted to be there. Uh, and it just felt very awkward for me, uh, you know, going to the park and stuff like that or going out with my kids. And then you just see all the moms running around and stuff. And it just made me feel a little self-conscious, like the stairs and like, oh, why isn't he working? And what is he doing here? You know what I mean? Like he shouldn't be providing for the family because me, I'm, I'm a big proponent of just, you know, a man is supposed to be a provider. Um, and I do that in my own sense. And that's where you can relate. You know, I have my T-shirt company, you know, Fox Customs. I'm doing my podcast here. Okay. Um, and a bunch of other things that I do find other ways to provide for my family. But my, my main thing is really being present for my kids. You know, I needed to be there and make sure that they had a strong role model and that that was in their lives, you know. So seeing you doing that with the show and I seen, you know, your, your brand come up. I was like, you know, I got to reach out to this dude. I got to have him on here. So thank you for taking the time to sit with me, man. Oh, for sure, bro. appreciate you having me on. You know, that's the whole reason I started the Conscious Father Society, man, was just, uh, <clears throat> you know, there's just not enough conversation out there around, being like the best dad you can be you know what i mean i think i think the traditional ways of you know being a good dad was just like providing you know making sure there's food on the table making sure right. over you know over the kid's head and whatnot and and don't get me wrong you know you want to check off those boxes but i think that's that's just scratching the surface my dude like that's just uh <clears throat> i think those are just like the artificial you know artificial boxes that we as men are just supposed to check off. And I think we just really got to be able to dig deeper and, you know, move on to like the legacy. Like, how do we want to be remembered? You know, how do we, and, uh, like, how do we want our kids to think of us? But not only that, like, you know, just, I mean, how, how are we going to make truly like an impact on their lives? And I think it goes deeper than just, you know, being there physically. I mean, I'm all about that, but it's time for some conversation. You know what I mean? No, absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. So, so again, thank you for coming on. I think it's going to be a great conversation. So let's get started, man. As I always ask everybody, my very first question, um, you know, as, as myself, you know, struggling to find my way into manhood and trying to find out what it is to be a man or be a good person, all these things, I've just been barred and lost my place. So for you, uh, what do you think are some of the main characteristics or qualities it takes for, some of, for someone to be a good man or a good person? <clears throat> you know, I think really, first and foremost, like the first thing that for me, you know, I really think is, is just being able to own up to our mistakes. I mean, that's one thing that I've struggled with for a long time. I mean, from when I was fighting with my brother at, you know, 12 to, you know, getting in trouble in high school and, you know, in my teenage years, it, I was always pointing fingers, you know, and always, you know, I was mm. always in, uh, but what about this dude? Or, or, you know, what are, what about them? You know, what are they doing? And I think the biggest thing for me, probably on the first list is, really just being able to own up to our mistakes. I mean, you've made them, I've made them, I made mistakes this weekend, man. And, and they're going to continue to happen. It, it comes with the territory of uh, being a human, but then on top of that, just, you know, being a father. And so, um, you know, just the first one there, yeah, it definitely has to be just being able to own up to those mistakes and being able to really like check ourselves on them and, 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 and then 
how can we move past that? You know, because I think uh, if we do, you know, realize where we fall short, you know, where we maybe try to overcompensate or, or, or whatever, um, we kind of get hung up there. You know, we kind of get uh, just kind of get stagnant on that point there. But, you know, past that, it's like, how do we recognize what we're doing wrong or where we could do, you know, more improvement and then being able to move on past that and, and grow from it? You know what I'm saying? No, definitely. And I love that you said that thing. Again, just been doing this 37 episodes now. And that's the first time I think somebody said that is just really holding up to your stakes. But I think it's it's huge because I was actually talking to um, some other people about this. And as a parent, right, and I think we've seen that, too. Like our parents are supposed to be, you know, always right. You know, they don't make any mistakes and we put them on this high pedestal. So I think even for my, my parents, you know, they never really admitted to their mistakes. You know, like my perfect example, I had this issue with my dad when I was, um, and I was very, very heavy growing up and stuff. And, um, you know, one day my dad came home very drunk, um, you know, and I got teased a lot at school, you know, but for being overweight and all these things. So, again, your home is supposed to be your safety, your, your, you know, where you feel secure and okay with yourself. Um, and he came home very, very drunk. And, um, and he starts going off on me about being overweight and just always eating and just, you know, really tearing me down. And I remember that night I went to my mom. I was like, yo, I, I hate this man. You know, straight up, I told her, I, I, I hate this dude. Hmm. And, um, you know, and then the next day, I guess my mom talked to him or whatever, and I he, he came to my room the next morning, and, you know, I guess it was his way of apologizing, but he said, you know, whatever I said to you yesterday was 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 really for your own good. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I, do you understand, like, what, what you were saying or, you know, how that really affected me mentally and just how I really started seeing myself? Like, you're the person I look up to, hmm. and you completely destroyed me, you know? And and I think that should have been one of the first things that started like saying like, hey, you know what? I made a mistake and I'm sorry. So for me, I think it's very important. I tell everybody, you know, my daughter's six. I got two kids. My daughter's six and my son is three. And if my daughter, if I make a mistake with her, you know, I tell her, hey, you know what? Daddy was wrong in this aspect. You know, I should have done this or whatever. And explaining to her, you know, that I'm not perfect, that I'm trying. But I think it's completely okay if you do something wrong with your kids to apologize to them and explain to them. You know, I think it's just, it's, at least for me, you know, especially what, what, what I went through. It's very important in that sense that my daughter understands I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, but I'm willing to come to you and talk to you. And I think that goes exactly with what you said, you know, really owning up to our mistakes and standing ground and not like brushing off or blaming things or trying to make anything, you know, go wrong. So I love that you brought that up, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, that's, that's, that's just what it is. You know, that's, that, that's part of it. There is, is just, I think that like society, like we always feel the need, you know, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I think society puts a need, you know, that, that, that light on dads that like, we always have to be perfect. Like we always right. have, to have the right answers. We always have to do things perfect. Um, and then past that, it's like, if you mess up, you mess up. But, you know, I think where we got to move forward is like really bringing that like emotional aspect into it, you know, and I mm -hmm. think dads and, you know, the the previous dads previous generations you know they probably grew up you know old cats and you know old school and maybe didn't have those deeper conversations or you know maybe right. didn't feel like they had um that that ability to really speak out and and kind of admit fault you know and and it may be seen as like being weak or or something on their pride you know what i mean what it was it and and i think i think that's kind of where it is um you know, and I think there's still a lot of people that are kind of stuck there. And so, uh, you know, I, I really think that being able to not only just realize it, not only just recognize, you know, the mistakes we made, but like, 
how can you pivot from that? How can you use that to like grow, move forward, uh, and really just like better yourself? You know what I mean? Like it, uh, I mean, as, as, as men of the household, you know, I'm not speaking financially, I'm not speaking anything like that, but as a leader, it, it, it starts with us, you know what I'm saying? So I think, I think that's probably the biggest one there. Um, you know, apart from that, it's just, you know, just being honest, you know, I think the honesty is, um, if you can be, cause I think they kind of go hand in hand cause mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can be honest with yourself. Um, and sometimes that's the hardest person that to be honest with, you know, is when you look at the, you know, you look in the mirror and you're just looking at yourself and then, you know, not necessarily picking yourself apart and ridiculing yourself, but like really digging deep and, 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 and just recognizing like, where can I be better? You know what I'm saying? Like, where can I work on the areas that are lacking? And so, I mean, that's a challenge I week in, week out, bro. I look at myself and, okay, what did I, you know, what did I say? Or what didn't I say? I mean, silence is deafening as well. You know, where could I have spoken up? Where could I have, you know, maybe interjected myself into uh, a conversation with my wife or where, you know, how could I have responded a little bit differently? And it's a, it's a progress, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's not an overnight thing. So. Yeah, no, that that's a huge thing too. Like you're saying, being honest with yourself is huge. Um, and I think a lot of people have, I guess, that are always seeking validation from other people, you know, and looking for, you know, doing the right thing to impress people or to get, you know, likes or comments or like, you know, edified by other people. Uh, when it's so important to do that for yourself, because when you're looking for other people, then you lose who you are. You know, you lose a sense of what you're doing. So I think it's very, very important. I learned that over the last couple of years, like, you know, really being alone in the sense where you like you do that, you pick yourself apart, you know, like ask yourself, you know, why did I do this? Or why does this make me feel that way? Is that natural? Like, am I okay with that? Because the more, the, the better you know yourself, especially as a man with a family, the better you can lead your family. You know, you understand, you can explain things that's going on, you know, the whys, the what's, the where's, the who's, and all that stuff with purpose. It's not just acting at random or just out of emotion. You know, yep. there's a lot of thought behind that and really like analyzing, you know, why are you doing what you're doing and for what reasons? And then again, if something turns out wrong or, you know, make a mistake, like going back, like you said, you know, owning up to, you know what, I thought I did it the right way because of this, that, and the third. And I was really thinking about it, it wasn't just, you know, acting out on a whim, you know, I was really putting thought on this and really wanting to have the best outcome, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, those things are very, very huge. I think you said, you know, being honest with yourself, um, you know, and owning up to your mistakes is, is super important. And, and a part of those things, as far as having those characteristics requires being a man, I think it's also very important to have very strong morals that you hold near and dear to your heart. So for you, what are some of your most important morals that you live with on a day-to-day basis? I think it's, I think it's just like, no matter what you're doing, and this is something my dad taught me growing up is it doesn't matter if it's sports, it doesn't matter if it's a test, you know, in school, it doesn't matter if it's relationships, just whatever you're doing. I mean, do it the best, go, go all out, do it, do it, the, do it to the absolute best of your abilities, you know? Um, and I think that really shows through, you know, uh, character, personality, you know, perseverance. But um, I think, I think, yeah, it, it's just, you know, always, always being able to give it your all, you know. And I think us as dads, especially if we're doing that, you know, in our in our relationships, instead of just sitting down and having, you know, uh, a half-assed conversation or just kind of doing the minimum, like being like real, I mean, being open, you know, being able to like break down those barriers and, uh, and, and, and just give it your all instead of kind of just skating by and, 
you know, for that, that was kind of hard for me because for, you know, a lot of my life, I feel like I was just kind of doing, you know, the minimum, you know, unfortunately, and it wasn't until um, I married my wife, you know, and then I kind of started, okay, you know, I really got to give it my all, you know, and um, I think my brain shifted towards, you know, more providing, giving it my all at work, providing, which, you know, obviously that's something you should be doing, but um, really more to like, you know, the emotional and like the connection side is like really being able to tap in, you know, I mean, it, from conversations with your wife to, you know, out with the boys getting, you know, food or, or just having that conversation is like really digging deeper than, than just, you know, how you do it, you know, and, and that, that could be a way to start off the conversation, but, but, but really just giving it your all with the relationships um, and then just anything you do, you know. Yeah, no, and and I and I love how you timed into all that with your wife and that conversation, just really giving it your all because I could definitely understand where you're coming from. You know, I know that, um, you know, I, I, my wife is my my biggest supporter. You know, and, and I've known that, and I, hands down, I would not be where I am or doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for her. You know, and I was working at my other company at what I was working at for this uh, cablevision. I was there, and I was just got to a point where I was just doing enough just to get my paycheck on a weekday, weekend, week out basis and stuff. Um, you know, and then having her, you know, being married and saying, like, okay, you know, you, it's not just about me anymore. I got somebody I got to provide for and take care of um, and, and really make sure that she's okay. Uh, and then also just having her support and that belief system. Cause again, you know, you, you believe in yourself to a certain point, you know, cause again, we were our own worst enemy too, as well, you know? Back. Back. So having that extra support from her, you know, gave me that push to really kind of uh, overcome those demons or those little, you know, mental insecurities that I had because like, you know what, I got more, so I got somebody backing me up who really believes in what I'm doing, who supports me, who's going to hold me down regardless. Even if I fall flat on my face, she'll be there to pick me back up and dust me off and then, you know, move on forward. So it's very important to have a wife or a partner in your life who does support you. You guys see the eye to eye with, you guys can talk to about anything and everything and really be open and test you too. Because again, you know, you don't want to admit certain things to yourself because again, you don't want to, you know, downplay yourself, but having somebody on the outside, like, Hey, you know what, this is what it is. And really forcing you to uh, answer those questions and face those facts really to grow and overcome it is super important. So definitely love that and having that strong uh, person in your life too, you know? Yeah. And, and I like how you, how you said like partner, you know, cause that's, I mean, that's what marriage is. And, and, and if you're not married, if you're just co-parenting, I mean, that's a partnership as well. You know, you have the best interest for your family, for your kids, and hopefully for each other, you know, regardless if you're married or if you're just in a relationship, baby mama, baby daddy, whatever. I mean, partnership is the biggest thing. I mean, I wouldn't be able to get through my day to days without my wife, like you said, man, gassing me up, you know, on the days that I don't feel like posting on the days where I don't feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm good enough to, to run a brand. Cause I'm still more or less a father, a, a, a fatherhood brand when I'm still working on my faults as a father or where I'm still mm -hmm. trying to work on myself as a father. And, 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 and that's the biggest thing there that I think that you clicked on was just being able to have a partner, um, who's down to ride, you know what I'm saying? Who's, you know, they'll pick you up. If you fall flat on your face, they'll pick you up. If you need a correction check and if you're, if, if you come out of left field, they're going to set you straight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's, you know, people out there that'll just sit back and be quiet and, 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 and it takes a real one, you know, whether it's a husband or a wife, it takes a real one to be able to, um, 
in a, you know, loving way, but also, you know, a motivational way, being able to get in there and, and, and just set you straight for what you're doing. So. Yeah. You know, definitely awesome to have somebody that challenged you to be better, you know, and that's, that's what's so important about it. Being in a relationship with anybody is really having the best interest in the other person and wanting each other to grow. You know, it's not about what I can get out of this person. It's what I can provide as well to help them be better um, and vice versa. So it's definitely a, a two-way street. So it's, it's, like you said, it's definitely hands down a partnership um, to really right. be there. And, and um, you know, and, and, and like this whole thing with the show is also, too, just the impact of being a father, right, and, and having a role model in your life. And, and you briefly spoke about your dad, too, teaching you, um, you know, really to give it your all. But what, how has your relationship with your dad been growing up? Uh, we had a good relationship, man. We had a we had a good we had a real good relationship. My whole life, I was into sports from the time I was three, playing t-ball, um, to the time I had my first, you know, football game at you know middle school and 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 even on through graduation. I mean, he was at every game, every practice, was always picking me up, dropping me back off. You know, when all the Madden games came out, we were always on the PlayStation Two playing Madden. Um, we were we had a, we had a, a good relationship, man. I have, I have, I have a good, a good role model as a father. Um, but I think at the time that was his way of showing his love for me. Right. Mm -hmm. so, you know, I know that he had a pretty off and on relationship with his dad. My dad was one of 13 by oh, wow. one of 13, all biological. So I think you could probably imagine, you know, and they didn't have money. They grew up here poor in Denver, you know, and, and they didn't have money. And, um, I think you, you could probably imagine how hard it would be. I mean, just to be able to form that type of connection with 13 different kids and to be able to have that time to work on those connections independently. And so at the time growing up, you know, throughout my years, I think that was the way my dad can best show his love, which was being there. You know, he, he always had a job. As a matter of fact, he had three jobs at one point making sure, you know, along with my mom, that we had a roof over our house, you know, making sure that we had food on the table. Um, I never went without what I needed, but I didn't always get what I wanted. You know what I mean? And, and mm -hmm. I think that definitely played into who I am today as a man and, you know, how I'm going to go about my life and, uh, and my family as well. But he was always doing the most for us, providing, you know, and uh, now looking back, I'm, I'm very big into love languages and you know read the book mm. few over and whatnot and i think growing up that was my love language and that was how he could show his love for me was just by just being in the same room doing the same thing you know what i mean just um being there supporting he was always shouting at my games you know he was always cheering me on biggest fan but now looking back you know i think we kind of lacked that communication part i think we lacked that 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 emotional connection you know i mean i always i know he'll always love me he said it all the time he says it now you know but um i think we missed that that real bond where it was like let's get real you know let's talk about the struggle especially in my like developmental years you know when i was getting into trouble you know middle school high school all four years man and 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 i, I think that's the one thing that we lacked on a little bit was really uh, not guidance necessarily, but just that emotional connection, you know? So now, and I think it's interesting. I've been thinking about it for a while. Um, I think my love language has changed. You know, I think it changed from uh, 
from, you know, spending time and, and like acts of service for him, which was, you know, making sure food was on the table and, you know, giving gifts and things like that. I mean, that's how he showed his love. But I think what I needed was like that words of affirmation, like now looking back, like I needed to hear it and I needed to hear it every day. And I needed those big hugs and I needed, you know what I mean? A little bit more. And so that's one thing that I'm, that, that we're working on now is, you know, we're, we're we go out to lunch, you know, almost every Saturday, um, uh, him and my him and my older brother, we go out to lunch, breakfast, whatever it is, and we really start to kind of break down those barriers a little bit more versus just, you know, kind of doing. I don't want to say doing the basic, but like at the time, like I said, I was just his form of how he could show me. Right. And at the time, I didn't know any of the stuff that he was going through, the stresses of being a dad, the stresses of trying to provide, because I never felt it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or felt like I didn't have. Um, like I wasn't blessed, you know, I always felt like I had the things in my life, you know, clothes, you know, for school, shoes, uh, supplies, you know, my parents had a car, things like that. Um, so I think that means to me, like he did his job as a father, you know what I mean? But looking back, I'm taken from, you know, the lessons I learned from him and how he showed me love. And I'm, you know, coupling that with how I want to be able to show my love to my son and how I want to be able to, lead and guide him on a more, you know, a more connecting emotional level. And so, um, man, we had a great relationship. We're working on it now. You know, he's been through some things in his life. I think every, every, every person out there has been through some things. And I think it's hard to talk about it, you know, kind of like you said, like, it's just kind of hard to talk about it. And, and, and in today's society, I think we put ourselves in a box, um, like we can't show emotion, we can't cry, you know, it doesn't matter what happened. You can't cry. Right. And, and, and like, God forbid you ask another man, another dad for help or like direct, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and, and I think that's how he grew up is just to carry all the weight on your shoulders. And so I'm trying to chip off some of them blocks there <laughs> and trying to, you know, kind of bridge a new relationship and, you know, bridge a new gap and, 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 and it's going good. Like, for the longest time he would say like, love you, like, you know, L O V E love you, you know? And I'm like, why isn't there like an I in there? You know, like, where's the I and like, I love you. And I think that's like pivotal. And I think that's a big thing that um, I'm working on with him too. And the first, the first time is probably like a few months ago. Um, uh, one of his sisters actually passed away back in December and uh one of 13, man, that was a, that was a, that was a tight family. Cause there were so many of them. They had to rely on each other while both right. work. And so, you know, we were at the funeral and uh, after the funeral, you know, I, I wanted to get real with them. And I was like, Hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm here for you. If you need anything, if you want to go talk, grab lunch, whatever. And then I, I looked at him and I was looking at him dead in his eyes. And I said, I love you. And then he goes, love you love you too son gave me a hug and i he he turned away and i kind of tapped him on his shoulder and spun him back around and i said no no dad like i love you you know and i think something just kind of clicked there where you know just even i mean it means the same thing obviously but it's like just being deliberate and being intentional with the words that we're speaking with how we're trying to connect and so i'm starting to curveballs here man but we got a relationship that's um it's good it, it and, and and it's only evolving and getting better so no i think it, it's it's deep that you have those heart to hearts and, and 
grow because we need to hear that stuff too. It's it's it was a little bit different for me. Um, I guess kind of like on the flip side because like my dad didn't uh, go to any of my events like that. You know, I did play baseball. I, I was in choir class. I, I had performances and all those things. Um, I spent a lot of time and time again. My dad didn't go to any of those things. Mm. He wasn't there. Um, but then I noticed as I as I was getting older, the way that he was showing his own love for me. You know, he's not that type of person. But you know, and I joke about this too. And I'd be out late at night with my friends, hanging out till the wee hours in the morning, and coming back home. And I, you know, my dad's sleeping on the couch. You know, and he goes, "Oh, I, I didn't know you. You know, I know you're waiting up for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know you wasn't that easy. You know, you didn't want to say it, but like, I know." Yeah. You know, um, and we, we, um, I feel that me and my dad has had the most meaningful and powerful conversations, um, than he had with my sister or my brother and stuff because I, I uh, would catch my dad in these moments and we'd have these really intense conversations about what's going on in his life and how he's feeling and, you know, really kind of getting emotional and stuff. So I got that part from him, you know, and I love that, but also I, I wish that he would. Show, shown up there and show me that support because for my mom my mom's side of the family the way that I receive love is definitely you know uh, words of affirmation and physical touch you know my, my, my mom and that side of the family we like we aggressively show love like we're grabbing and we're very physical and in that sense you know to let you know that I care about you and that, that and that's how my kids you know it's it's aggressive love like I'll grab them and hug them and kiss them and you know all these things and stuff like that like I'm letting them know all these ways like I care about you like I, I love you so much and I tell my daughter that constantly, you know, and my son constantly throughout the day so that they know. Uh, and that's my way of showing them and trying to find out how they do that. You know, my um, and it's so wild because my daughter took on that side. You know, she's very talkative person, very physical. Like my mom loves her because they, they grab each other and they're hugging each other. You know what I mean? Like all just like they do with me. Um, and she sees that and she loves it. And my son, he's. You know, he's not like that at all. You know, he's three, you know, we'll kiss him and say, eh, stop. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and he's not about that. But, you know, we'll have our moments. We'll play around and play fight. We'll just sit down and watch and, and all these things. So it's interesting how you have to adapt your parenting, you know, to your kids, even under the same roof. You know, they're so different. Hmm. Um, but it, it's that, that, you know, my wife brought that book to me, too. You know, when we were going through things and, you know, our love language and helping me understand better how to show her appreciation because with her, um, you know, hers is, again, is, is is spending quality time, you know, and being there for me. And to me, it's, again, it's physical. Stuff, so, you know, I need to physically feel that. And us mm -hmm. not being, me being around you doesn't mean anything because, you know, my family, we're all over the place and, you know, we don't get that time to spend each other. And when we do, you know, we very physical with it and that's it. So just because I don't spend time with you doesn't mean I don't love you. And I didn't have, and I didn't really understand that, you know, from her, I had to you know, go to the book and read that and understand like, okay, now I get it. Now I know why it's so important for me to, you know, be here or do certain things with her and all those other things, because it's how she understands that I love her. So, you know, you definitely have to grow and constantly, you know, developing and growing. So it's so important to understand people's love languages. So that's a really good book that people need to read it. Any type of relationship to understand people um, and, and really get that point out there. Um, and I know you said that too, like with your dad, like he taught you how to, you know, give it a hundred percent and give it your all and everything. But what do you feel has been something else that, that you feel you really learned from your dad that really stuck out for you? <clears throat> um, I think really just to like put your family first, you know, I mean, like I said, he always had, you know, two, three jobs, making sure we were always provided for, you know, um, 
I, I don't ever remember one time, you know, whether it was before breakfast or before dinner or, you know, parties for my birthdays that um, I don't remember one time where he did not pray first and get a plate last. You know, everyone else mm. in the family plate, everyone else ate first. Even if there was no food left, I mean, my dad would get a plate and eat what's left. And so there's that's that's a big thing. Is I mean, I, I watched him put himself you know, or put the family first before you know even himself. And I think that you know that's one thing that 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 I really learned from. Um, but I think I also kind of watched it do. I don't want to say damage by any means, but I think that we can do that to an extent. You know, I think that um, I mean we got to like, like I said, man, like we're the leaders, you know, like, um, we control, you know, the, the tempo, the emotions, you know, I think that we have a big, a big hand, a heavy hand in that. And so I think that we got to really take care of ourselves, you know, like I, like going back to checking yourself, going back to, um, really evaluating where you can, you know, better yourselves, um, before, you know, bettering other people and before, you know, being able to provide for other people, even then, you know, I think it, it starts with us and really, we really got to be able to, um, to, to make sure that we're in a good spot, you know, mentally, mm -hmm. um, you know, we got to make sure that, 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 that we're able to be the best that we can be. And, and, and I think that that's how we can then be able to show that type of love. That's how we can then be able to, uh, you know, show up and show out for our family as well. And so, but that was, that was a big thing was, you know, putting your family first. Um, I try to do that every day, you know, for my wife, um, my kid, you know, there's definitely some days I could, I, you know, I could do better. There's always days I could, you know, I could do better, but I think that's where I'm trying to really be like conscious about it and really, you know, do some like deep, you know, looking into myself and looking into my life and, and, and seeing where I can do better. So that way I can help them. So that way I can lead by example and be uh, just a, a better role model for my kid, you know, for my son. So, yeah, no, it's so important to make sure that you're okay. Cause if you're not a hundred percent, how can you provide a hundred percent for other people? Right. You know, and I, and I've learned that too. The hard way myself is that there's times that you just kind of go and go and go and go and you burn yourself completely out. And now you're just sidelined, you know, you're just not right physically, emotionally, mentally, you're just completely depleted. Uh, and you know, everybody's kind of looking at like now what is now what do we do now you know so it's so important that you do take time for yourself and kind of figure out what you need to do to kind of keep yourself sane and in and, and check because like you say we got to be the provider we got to lead strong and we can't you know do that half-assed so it's right. so important to make sure that we're, we're ready and, and, and prepared to handle any task and take a break when we need to and understand when we're at that point we're like you know what i just need to take five yeah you know i need to get myself right so that i can you know be 100 percent tomorrow and mm -hmm. not completely burn yourself at both ends so um and then now you say your son you only have your your son that's it you only have one kid yeah yeah i got one he's uh six since he's 17 months uh his name's elijah man and he's such a blessing bro he's keeping us on our toes he's uh running everywhere full speed babbling, <laughs> babbling like none other but uh he's he's just he's the joy, man. He's the highlight of my day, man. When I come home from a long day at work, when I wake up and before I get ready to head into the office, I mean, I just, I enjoy every moment that I get with him. You know, I, 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 I and it's not, it's not a lot. I mean, I work, you know, full time Monday through Friday, 
Um, when I come home, I got about an hour and a half before he's off to bed. You know, we do mm -hmm. dinner, quick bath, off to bed. But um, those are the areas, those are the times that, like, I feel like I need to be just more intentional, you know. And I try to be just more aware and just more, uh, you know, hands-on and, and, and just deliberate with our time together, you know, instead of just being there, you know, which, which is, you know, some ways that, you know, dads show their love and whatnot, but really trying to create that emotional bond. Um, those are the times I try hardest. So. No, definitely. And, you know, it's, it's wonderful. I guess I got a son too. He's about to be three in April. Um, and then it's definitely different from them. My daughter growing up because he's, I don't know if it's just a boy thing, or whatever, but yeah, he's always running around and so destructive and tossing things and just so, <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, you got to love it and you're there and, and really making the most of it. There's like just a few minutes ago, you know, I'm laying down. I know how to get his attention. I was laying down on the ground because he likes to roll and jump on top of me. And I, you know, grunt at him and he looks at me he's like, daddy, and he just comes running and Charlie, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, such an important thing. So it's, it's, he's, you know, one of the main reasons, you know, why I started this whole podcast and started doing these things because, you know, now I'm raising a man of my own, you know, and it was so different because I didn't have that for me growing up, you know, that, and I, all the places that I struggled, you know, because I didn't have, feel like I had that strong male role model. So it's so important to be there and trying to guide him and trying to teach him, you know, all the do's and don'ts and rights and wrongs and how to be a man and how to be a good person and, and loving. Um, you know, I even took time to take it for myself, like, you know, what are some things that I want to teach him? I want to teach him to be, you know, confident, to love himself, to love others, to be a caring person, to be kind. Um, and so the things that I want to try to instill in him and teach him as he grows uh, for you, what do you think are some of the most important things you want to teach your son as he grows up and gets older? Um, I just want to teach him. It's, it's starts out kind of vague, but just to, just to be a good, just to be a good man, just to be a good, a good person. I mean, to accept everyone for who they are, you know, I mean, no one's the same, you know, you and I are different. You and your dad are different. Me and my dad are different. Um, but just to accept everyone as they come and just being able to like recognize that, be okay with it. And, uh, and, and, and just being able to, I think it's just being able to accept everyone for who they are. You know, that that's one thing I want to be able to instill in him and, um, and just to do the right thing. You know, I think that, um, doing the right thing when like no one's looking, you know, I think that mm -hmm. for me and for a lot of us, you know, we just feel like we always have to be on point and we always have to be on cue. Um, and we just kind of have to portray this like perfect, you know, we're doing the right thing. We're always making the right decisions. And like, that's not the case, man. Like we're going to mess up a million times to tomorrow, bro. And, 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 and right. what I want to teach him is like, like no one's perfect. Like, you know, no one's perfect. Don't aim to be perfect. Aim to be the best version of you every day. You know, I think Absolutely. that there's 365 days in a year. It's cliche, but if you get 1% better each day, that's 365% that you're growing, you know? And so for me, that's, that, that's really a big thing that I want to leave. And I really want to guide him with is, is just to do the best you can every day, be the best person that you can be. You know, everyone comes from different walks of life, um, different backgrounds, and just to be able to accept people as they are um, and just spread love. You know what I'm saying? I think that there's a big thing that we're all missing now and, and mm -hmm. we live in such a selfish world. And I hate to believe that, 
Um, but we're, we're lacking a lot of love, you know, we're lacking a lot of community. We're lacking a lot of, um, you know, appreciation for each other. And so, uh, that's, that's the big thing that I want to be able to leave, you know, with him morals wise is, you know, do the right thing when the lights are off, you know, you know, when, when, yeah. when aren't on and when no one's looking, I think that that's like when our personality comes out, that's when our true character traits come out and, that's the biggest thing that I want to leave them with is just being able to really, you know, be you, um, unapologetically, you know, be you, but like be the best version of you every day, you know? And then that's going to spill out to, you know, his future spouse, his future partner, um, his friendships, hopefully our friendship, you know, our relationship, my son and I, um, but it's just going to make such a bigger impact. It's just, it's just being you and being the best you that you can be and like not trying to be perfect. You know, I think there's just such a heavy, like I said, there's just such a heavy expectation for like men specifically to like be perfect and to not seem like we're lacking or like we have any faults. And, and that's just, I think that's one of the biggest things that's just killing us, man. It's it's just. Yeah, no, definitely. And, 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 and you know, if you're going through those weaknesses or you're having those struggles, it's always the same thing. Better man up. You know what I mean? Right. Like, hey, which is. Yeah, and that's you know that's another reason again like why I also have another show that I'm starting recently. Um, you know, it's called Face Fears and Build Bonds. Um, but it's about that really just to get us to be able to talk about our feelings, talk about emotions, be out there and just be vulnerable because that just leads to. Um, and I think he said it best. I don't know if you know uh, Jason Wilson. Um, you know, he wrote the book um, "Cry Like a Man," and uh, so I read that book and it really definitely changed a lot and helped me understand so much more what it is to be a man. Um, and part of that is, again, it's to express yourself because, like you said in the book, when you keep all those feelings inside, you have yourself in an emotional incarceration. And that's just so toxic. You start to lash out and do things, um, you know, that you really don't want to be doing with just, you know, your way of lashing out or getting these emotions out because you can't talk about your feelings. You know, you, you tell your wife you love her and then you're being soft or you're simping, you know. You start to cry and, again, you're soft or you're not a real man, you know. So it's all these things that they train to put you down and beat yourself up when it's not the case because, we all go through it. As I started growing older and seeing that stuff, like, it's everybody. Everybody's going through these things and these struggles and stuff. But we're so afraid to talk about it and be vocal about it because everybody's going to look at look down upon us. Right. You know, and we don't want to do that. Like, I, I had a tough time, you know, struggling with my – struggling to communicate things to my wife for the simple fact is because, you know, if I wasn't able to provide or I'm able to do things and stuff, you know, I start to feel like I'm less of a man, you know, and I tell all the time, like, I don't want you to look down on me or be le or me to be look less in your eyes mm -hmm. because I'm crying or because I'm upset or because I'm angry or because of any of these emotions that make me look weak because of that's what I was trained to believe when I was growing up. Right. So it caused a lot of tension in our relationship to a certain point because I was just so unable to express myself or come to her about certain things or when I was vulnerable or when I was weak because I didn't want her to look down on me. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I had to break as we talked to. Like, you know, I, she says, you know, I'm married, I'm with you. We're a team. You know, you're going to have your bad days. And I, and, and I understand that I'm going to be here for you and pick you up and, and do all those things for you. Um, but you got to communicate with me. You got to mm -hmm. be open with me. You got to let me know what's going on because it's also damaging to me because part of that, which is, again, like going back to the book and, 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 and um, you know, our love languages is that, when I start going through a lot of things or I start feeling down, I shut down. I just close everything out and I just, you know, kind of back into a corner. I don't mm -hmm. talk. I don't want to be bothered. I just, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm going to solitary confinement. 
And that doesn't work for her because, again, it's about spending time. It's about being there. And then it's not that I don't care about you sending the wrong signal. It's just that I don't want people to see me right now because I'm vulnerable and I'm weak and I don't want to expose that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it, it's so important to, you know, talk about that and spread our emotions and talk freely. And like you said, too, you know, with my kids and, and, and things that I teach them is really to spread love because that's that's how we're going to make this world a better place. It is cliche, as they say, but it's the absolute truth. It so baffles me so much when you kind of do something simple to somebody and they're just so t- all, taken off guard. Like, what? Like, what do you want? What are you trying to get out of nothing, man? I just want to make sure you're good. Like, yeah. whole, you know what I mean? Like, that's it. Nothing. No one said, man, I just want to do something nice for you. And it's right. crazy how when people see that, they're so, like, defensive because it's not normal anymore. And it's crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. It's uh, just the smallest thing, the most simple thing, even just checking up on someone, you know, like I check up on, on, on some of my boys and they're like, you know, I mean, this was back before I started this whole thing, you know, but I, I'd be checking up on some of my boys and they're like, yo, like, you all right, bro? Or like, you know, like asking me if I'm okay. And I'm like, I'm just trying to check in with you, man. I, you know, yeah, I, was, yeah. I saw your posts on IG, bro. It looked like you're having a hard day, fam. Like I'm, I'm here for you. You know what I mean? Like, I want to let you know, that I'm here for you, you know, and I hope you're, I hope I can reach out to you in the same way, you know? And, and, and so I think it's crazy how you mentioned that as like some of like the smallest things, even a text or, you know, giving someone a phone call, they're like, Oh, like something must be wrong. You know what I mean? And right. that's not what it is. It, it's simply just letting someone know that, you know, you appreciate them. You're glad they're part of your life or you just want to check up on them and make sure they are. Right, you know? Yeah, no, it's okay. Cause I got, I, my closest friends, you know, and as, again, you know, you're, when you're young, you got no responsibility. You guys can hang out and chill 24-7, do all these things. You get older, you get different responsibilities and things, and, you know, you drift away in a sense, you know, because you're pulled in so many directions. But it's so important, too. Like, you know, every once in a while, I reach out to everybody, like, hey, guys, I just want you to know I love you guys, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong. Just, I love you guys. Hope everything's good, you yeah. know, and that's they're just letting know that it's real and that, you know, I'm here for you. Because I know time countless times you know when i when i'm needing them in my darkest hours and i call them up like yo listen i'm 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 going through something right now and hey i'm, I'm coming i'm coming to see you i'm going to come check you let's go hang out let's do something because yeah. we understand what it is to be in that position and what it is to feel left out and being alone and and we're family you know we're, we're there for each other and we got to make sure that you know we're okay and if you know you generally calling out for help i got to be there hands down because right. i know you're gonna expect the same return so yeah. Um. And and getting on like your brain and stuff like that because I know you were talking about how you started this whole. So how did the whole conscious father society come to be and how did that start up? Man, it it started back. Uh, I've just I watched a lot of dad role models in my life from you know my dad to you know his dad, uh, uncles, cousins, things of that sort. You know, a lot of these father figures out there uh, just really struggle, man, with no. What, what seemed like no one to turn to, you know, it just seemed like they just, I watched them keep everything in. And, you know, at the time growing up, I was younger, you know, even to like, you know, high school and stuff, just, I didn't fully understand what that, you know, what they were going through because, you know, A, they didn't talk about it. B, like I hadn't been in that position yet, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just, I watched so many dads just struggle, you know, in silence, you know, and there's just, there wasn't enough conversation around it, you know, and, and, you know, you, you, as well as, you know, some of the other, uh, you know, Instagrams that I follow and, and things of that sort, you know, 
we're like the only ones talking about it. You know, I, I feel like we're the only ones really trying to get the conversation out there uh, and not just pass it off. Like, you know, I'm all right. Or like, I'm good. You know? So mm -hmm. I, I watched a lot of these, you know, men that meant a lot to me struggle with, you know, communicating, you know, I watched them struggle with, um, with, with just, you know, big, like existing straight up i mean just going through their day-to-day -day, didn't matter i i just watched them struggle and 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 really not have anyone to turn to and then you know mm -hmm. apart from that once i became a father um so back up a little bit my wife and i we you know a few years back we tried to you know have a kid and we couldn't conceive for you know just little probably around two years we tried to have a kid and it just didn't seem like it was in the works for us you know and we went through our, you know, eight months, kind of like, you know, seasonal depression, you know, and, and it just really affected our relationship. It affected me because growing up, I mean, we've been together since we were 16, man. So growing up, like we envision our life together. We envision, you know, raising this family, you know, and raising these kids together. And uh, once it was, you know, what, what felt like wasn't going to be in our playing cards, I went through just a dark place and I was in a rough spot, you know, and, and then, um, lo and behold, we get pregnant and I, I made it that mission. You know, I was thinking about all the other role models in my life and I just made it a mission to be the best dad I can be, you know, but to scratch the, the surface deeper, it was really just to, to be conscious, you know, just to like, when you're there, like, that's the only thing that's there. You know, it doesn't matter if you had a hard day at work or a hard week or whatever. It literally doesn't matter because it's going to be different for every dad. It's going to be different for every situation, right? But, like, when you're there, when you're with your wife, when you're with your spouse, partner, those times that you're with your kids just to be, like, all your attention is on them, you know, like, and, and, and just to be intentional and deliberate with the time that you're going to be spending with it. And so that was, you know, really one of the biggest things. And, and one of the biggest reasons I started it was um, just because I felt like there was just wasn't any conversation out there around it. You know, like I'm not, I'm not a, a parent coach. I'm not a dad coach. You know, I'm, I'm man, I go through my struggles every day, yeah, you know? yeah. but I wanted to create this space um, to be able to like allow dads to be able to like, to create the conversations that aren't being had, you know, instead of going throughout your day and, and, and just, you know, feeling like you got to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. And, you know, it's me by myself and I'll stand on that. Like, you know, get together with the guys, you know, reach out to your other dad friends, you know, have the conversations that you maybe didn't have with your dad, you know, like it's never too late to start making those conscious decisions. And that's why I named the conscious father society is like, you know, it, it's never too late to start working on areas that maybe you fell short 10 years ago as a dad, you know, maybe you messed up last week. You can always start now. Every day is a new day. You can always start making those steps to, to, to be the best dad you can be, you know? And so with, with the brand specifically with the apparel side, I needed something to keep me on track. Right. So like, you see all these hoodies out there for moms and, you know, mama bear, uh, yeah, yeah. world, this, this, and that, like I wanted to scratch the surface a little deeper and, you know, whenever I wear a hoodie or, um, a t-shirt, you know, people are always asking like, what is that? And what does it mean? This, this, that. And then I'm like, boom, like that's my opportunity to talk about like 
how much I take pride in being a dad and how I try to be the best dad I can be, you know, and it's really just to start those conversations um, around that are hopefully just going to be able to uplift might be in a rough time or might be going through it, you know, or just, you know, chop it up about how much you guys love being dads, but there's just, I feel like there wasn't enough support out there Mm -hmm. and certainly not enough conversation around like the hard parts and the parts that no one talks about and being vulnerable and like that we're not perfect. You know what I mean? And so that's, that was really the apparel side was just to be able to um, give face to us dads that are doing our best every day you know yeah no i definitely feel you and and um and i know what you mean too as far as at the point of worrying about the kids and not being able to conceive because I, I know for myself like i know i wanted to be a dad when i was 13 years old yeah. you know my niece was born and i held up for the first time and i know i struggled a lot with um really understanding what like that unconditional love was and I, and I remember holding her for the first time and looking at her and just so innocent, so new, you know, not knowing anything. And I was just like, you know, this is what unconditional love is. You know what I mean? Like, this is where it's at. I want this so bad for me. Um, and, you know, and I was going older and, and going through my life and, you know, things happen. And, um, you know, it wasn't that I wasn't really trying to have any kids. But I'm like, man, like, you know, any mistakes didn't happen. Like, it just was not one off. You know, some people, again, they, they have sex one time and boom, they're pregnant, you know. And other people, they go so long struggling, trying to, and nothing happens. Uh, and I think I'm a very firm believer in everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. you know. And I know that, you know, I'm glad that, I, you know, everything went the way that it did. Because, again, with my wife, I feel like I have the perfect partner who I'm meant supposed to be with, who I was meant supposed to, who I was meant to have kids with. You know, because we're so eye to eye on certain things. And I think, again, in your case, you know, it just had to go through certain things to be able to develop this and really now creating a whole new voice for so many other people and really being that motivation and really understanding that pain, yeah. you know, of what's, what, what, what people go through. Because my wife says this all the time, so I know they talk about it is a lot of people, you know, especially in our families and stuff like that in the society, you know, you're married and they start, oh, when are you going to have kids? Like, why don't you have any kids yet? And it's like that. And they don't understand what's going on behind closed doors. You know, and then you don't want to have to explain to them either because that's also just something that you got to kind of deal with. And it's it's hurtful because it's not like you don't want to, right? you're not trying, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's not happening. And then feeling that unnecessary pressure from society and the world around you that it needs to happen, mm-hmm. you know, so it's even more and more kind of beating up on you. So it's huge that, again, that was a, a big inspiration to you starting a society because I think it's wonderful what you're doing. That's why I wanted to reach out to you too and, and talk to you because, you know, I, I know that it's so hard for really people to be, to let themselves be vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, because again, we know as we see on the internet and all the world, the negativity sells and there's going to be trolls out there who want to pick and, and then stab at you and, you know, try to bring you down. Um, you know, and the same, and then the sad part is, is that you're going through the same shit too, bro. So I don't know why you're sitting here trying to like beat up on other people to try right. to make yourself feel better, you know, just have the real conversation. Hey, you know what? I understand. Like I'm struggling too. I'm going through these problems. I'm going through these issues. And and this is part of like with my other shows, really to help people build a bond again. Let's have these conversations. Let's sit down and talk. Let's get out there because sometimes, you know, it's just getting that off your chest and just getting it out there and saying it, not holding out inside. That'll make you feel so much better. You know, yeah. I don't need anybody to have the answer for me or to tell me or wave that magic wand and fix all my problems. I just need to decompress and vent and let it out because it's too much weight that I'm carrying and mm-hmm. I'm gonna snap. You know. Mhm. Yeah, and that's that's it. Is just being able to create that you know, break down those barriers, you know, instead of kind of 
feeling like you can't talk about it or whatnot, you know, it, it's just being able to break down those barriers to allow us to be real with each other, you know, to allow us to share like our wins, you know, even sometimes I feel like as a dad, you can't, you can't um, share like your wins because you may be, you know, maybe there's other dads out there that like hasn't gotten that W yet, you know, or maybe they um, are, are, are working on other areas of their life where they feel like they're behind you, you know, and I feel like all that is really just what's, adding on to that weight on the camel's back and like, it's just one more straw and it's going to break, you know? So like just being able to have that outlet, just being able to have, you know, good friends that you can count on. Um, and specifically like other dads that have like gone through what you're gone through, you know, they're, or, or they're going through it currently. Um, it's just, it's a game changer. You know, it's a, it's, it's a game changer. So. No, definitely, and I love what you're doing, man. I wish you nothing but the success and, and everything that comes to it and just continue to grow because it's so important that we need to have that. And, and I think you touched on another key point there, too, like, you know, people who may not have that win yet or, you know, may not be there is that another tough thing, a thing that we need to break is and really understand is that we're on nobody else's timeline but our own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we really need to understand that and be okay with that just because this dad may have had it figured out, you know, a couple years before you, and you feel like you're, you can't compare yourself to anybody else. You know what I mean? You are your own person. You have, your, your life is going to play out a certain way just for you. Your kids are different, you know? And I say this all the time. This, if your parents, right, wrote a playbook on how they raised you, play by play for every which way scenario and handed it to you and you try to apply that to your kid, you're not going to get the same outcome. Not at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to get at all. Yeah. You know, and, and people need to really understand that and realize that, you know, it's a constant change, you know, and just like as, as me growing up and I, and I started to realize this is that, you know, as our parents were raising us, they're learning how to do it. You know uh, what I mean, like it's not engraving their DNA to know how to be a parent or know how to like, you know, speak to us or treat us and all these different things. It's a whole different person. And then on top of that, the world around us is constantly changing. You know what I mean? Like, it's so wild that my daughter now, she's like, oh, hey, dad, I want to have a play date. Can you, like, email his mom or text them, you know, let them know and then stuff that, that we want to hang. And I'm like, what? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or, you know, like, oh, so we can go on. We can do a TikTok together and do this. And, and, and it's just like, how do I manage this, you know? And I can't ask my parents because they have no idea what social media is, right. you know what I mean, or any of those things to try to coach and plan. And it's important that, all of us, you know, that we do get together and have these conversations and, and speak things out. Because, again, you may have a piece of the puzzle or vice versa or try to help me figure out the things that we can try and develop and really help us guide and, and do our best in raising, raising the next generation of kids. Yep. You know, because, again, we're going to have to leave it up to them and we want to leave it to them in a better place, in a good place, and leave them with all the tools necessary to try to be as successful as they possibly can mm-hmm. when the new generation comes and the times change again. You know, so it's so important to teach them how to be adaptable and change and all those things. So, again, man, congratulations on what you're doing. I, I love it. I definitely, you know, um, think that I would love to have you on my other show, too. You know what I mean? When we sit down and talk and we have a group of guys talking together about different things because it's so important to get. Like I say this all the time, like we're not going to go through every single situation in life. It's impossible. Yeah. You know, so we're not going to see every scenario, but different people go through different things that we can kind of put the puzzle together and really kind of brainstorm and get collective ideas on what we can do to be better for all of ourselves. So definitely want to keep in touch with you to go on and, and have these other conversations and stuff like that. I think it'd be an amazing asset for that show. So 
as we're winding down here for you, I got two last questions for you, man. Um, so my my number, my first question is, is that for you, um, you know, what has been you think the best advice that you've received growing up? Right? <clears throat> I think the best advice that I received uh, probably came to me at around 16. So like I said, my wife and I met around 16 and she had these two, um, you know, older individuals that essentially they were like her third set of grandparents, you know, um, and uh, their name was Al and Vi. Vi was the grandma and she, they've been together I want to say it was like 60. They got married when they were 19. And I think she was like 100 when she passed away. I think mm. the husband passed away maybe six months after that. But the whole time, um, and I'd met them, you know, probably over the course of a couple of years, had, had been and visited with them, you know, meals, dinners, things of that sort. But right before she passed, I want to say it was probably like a couple of weeks before she passed, um, she looks at me and my wife and she goes, communication, communication, communication. And um, I think that was probably the best advice that I've, that I've gotten yet. You know, I think that it, it could just be so applicable to so many aspects of life. You know, I mean, whether you're having, like, if you're having a bad day, if you need some time, if you need time to be alone, you know, I mean, like you said, sometimes when you're just kind of feeling off, like you tend to shut down. You know, you tend to just, I need to be alone. I need to just kind of do my own thing. I'm very much the same way. And that's something that like my, my wife and I have had to like actively put time in and me specifically, cause she, man, she can talk, <laughs> she can go on <laughs> forever and always about anything. And I love that about her. But for me, like, I don't, and that was a big thing for me with like the brand was like, I had to really learn how to like talk about my emotions, you know, like even the good ones, you know, the good ones, mm -hmm. bad um, the hard days. I mean, I really had to like evaluate what I'm feeling and then figure out the best way to like get that point across or to let that person know. But I think whether it's like with our kids, with our wife, spouse, you know, with the homies, like whatever it is, I think that just being able to communicate what you need, you know, not just how you're feeling, but even like what you need, you know, like if you need that physical touch, like you're saying, or if you need conversation, if like, you know, words of affirmation is your love language, like being able to communicate your needs. Cause like, if we don't do that, how is anyone going to know like how to help us? You know, right, like right. we can't, if we can't learn to communicate, like my kid's 16 months old now. And like, he's, you know, talking, learning words, you know, starting to try to, you know, actually talk. And like, if I can't communicate with him as crazy as it seems at like 16, 17, you know, months old, if I can't communicate with him, um, and if I can't, you know, validate his, you know, attempts to communicate or validate his emotions or his feelings either, it's like, how am I going to expect to like, be able to communicate with him in like three years, or in 10 years, or in 20 years, when he may be going through, you know, what we're going through, you know, and so I think that um, biggest advice, and like, I'll, I'll take it to the grave, you know, that I received best advice was just communicate, communicate, communicate. You know, and it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be like just being able to, being able to just speak what you need, you know, I think, I think, I think in what you're feeling, you know, especially in today's world where like, we're not supposed to feel those things or we're not supposed to let anyone know that we're feeling sad or like depressed, you know, or that we're feeling like 
uh, it, it could be anything, bro. Suicidal, depressed, you know, sad, bummy, like whatever it is, just being able to communicate that. Cause then like, there's a group of people out there and like those, those people are out there, they're going to be able to help you, you know, and like you can help someone else. And, and so I think biggest piece was just being able to communicate um, and to be able to like work on it. Cause it's hard at first. Like, my communication at first was not great. Like at first it was like non-existent and then me working on it was like not great, you know, and I'm still working on it now. But um, like I said, it's, I work on myself daily. Like I, I try to check myself daily, week in, week out. Where can I be better? Where can I be more efficient? And what can I do to be a better husband and, and a better dad? You know, and I think that once we start really doing better and digging deeper versus just scratching the surface. Like that's really where we're going to see that progress and it's going to change your life. No, absolutely. I think that's, that's one thing that while my wife, I know she went and got the, the book of the love languages and all these things. And, and she's constantly working on us being better communicators, one of each other, yeah. because um, the, the biggest thing, me and my wife is we're total opposites. You know, a lot of things that we see things is that, I guess they say that opposites attract, but we're like very different people, you know, Um, and we see things completely different. And that's one of the great things that I love about us is because having those two extremes, you know, for our kids, I feel like extremely beneficial, you know, and they kind of get the best of both worlds and kind of see the middle ground and stuff. But it also, again, causes a lot of uh, stress points in our relationship because, again, you know, the, the difficulty of trying to communicate and trying to get each other to understand. And it, that's something, too, that I that I constantly got to work on and get better at because I know there's a lot of things that I, I – and I still – I've gotten better at it and I need to keep working on it as far as things that bother me, certain things, and being able to let her know. Because, yeah. again, I'm worried about, oh, I don't want to hurt her feelings or I don't want to make the things look bad or I don't want me look bad or I don't want this or I don't want – you know what I mean? And you kind of – start to let all those things eat at you. And one thing that one of these uh, quotes that I've seen that really is helping me do better at that is he says, you either say nothing, you either say something and fuck shit up or say nothing and fuck yourself up. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's just, you know, I can't do that to myself anymore, you know, because again, it's just, I've been there, you know, suicidal thoughts and different attempts here and there and really feeling like completely out because I didn't say anything. Yeah. Because I kept things locked up inside and I let it just eat at me and destroy me. So it's very key and wonderful advice that she gave you about communication because, again, it applies to any and all areas of life. Because I know, too, with with one of my friends, well, a bunch of my friends, too, but, you know, in particular, my boy, Mish, we've, I've known him since, you know, the first grade. Um, and he's, you know, one of the few people that I am completely open with and just say whatever and anything it is that we got so far. I know there's no judgment. And, you know, like he says, you know, with love, set me straight if I'm in the wrong or whatever. But at least I'm able to let that out and get that out in the open and at least feel better and know that it's okay and not going to tarnish our relationship in any which way form, you know. So it's very important that we communicate and continue to work on those. And then even get to the point where we can do that with the people that we love the most, you know. Mm -hmm. Because, again, I know we always have that fear of hurting somebody, you know, putting them down or hurting their feelings. But if you don't get it out, it's just toxic for both of you. So wonderful advice that she gave you. Um, And also now, with everything that you've gone through and all your different experiences and stuff like that, I guess, you know, looking down at your son or the next generation and stuff like that, what is one piece of advice you would like to offer them? My one piece of advice is just to always be you and be you unapologetically. 
is just like everyone's different. We all got different point of views, different backgrounds, different beliefs. You know, I love sports. My son may not. He may love dancing. He may love art. He may love music. I don't care whatever, whatever it is. Like I'm going to love it too. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be on that. Um, but so like always just be you no matter what, you know, I, I feel like growing up, I had to keep this like persona, um, Mm -hmm. like, always being the athlete, always being the tough guy, you know, and I think part of that was passed, probably passed through to like, you know, not really seeing my dad connect super crazy on like the emotional side. But like, you know, you just got to keep that wall up, keep those barriers up and like, don't let them down, you know, and so like, just to be you all the time unapologetically. And then apart from that, apart from that, um, like, don't let your past um, define like who you are now, you know, Mm. Like I want, like I heard a quote a while ago and it was like, if you knew me 10 years ago, you don't know me now. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you knew who I was 10 years ago and it it, it can kind of come into time. Right. You know, but for me 10 years ago, I was a, I was a boy, man. Like I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't living right. Like I'm trying to now, I wasn't making those steps daily toward self-development and, 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 and progression like I am now. But like, don't let your past experiences and don't let your past mistakes um, like define who you are now. I mean, there's a chance and not a chance every single day you have a chance to do better. You know, like Mm -hmm. I said, even if it's just 1% every day, that's 1% better than yesterday, you know? So um, I made so many mistakes, bro. I did messed up so many times. Um, few times I shouldn't be here. <laughs> it's, man, it's crazy. You know, I'm, I'm sure you can relate on, on, on maybe some of that, but mm-hmm. I felt like for the longest time I was letting the past choices that I made uh, dictate and like define who I am, you know, right. t- even up to like, you know, a couple of years ago. And like, that's just not the case at any point, any given time, you can work on being a better person. You can work like if you weren't maybe the best dad, if you haven't been there physically, you can work on being there physically. If you're not the best at getting emotional and connecting or, you know, communicating, like you can work on that. Like these are things that can be worked on. So, you know, don't let your past define your future. Definitely don't let it define like who you are now. Cause every day, like we get a new choice. And so like the choice is like, it's up to you. It's up to us. It's up to you ultimately. You know what I mean? Like, but, um, yeah, for the younger generation, you know, it definitely is like, don't, don't let your past dictate like who you're going to be in the future, you know, um, speaking from like rough experiences or whatever, you know, um, that's, that's my biggest thing I would leave with. Yeah, no, and, and what, everything you say there it actually brought two quotes to mind. Um, one of them that, that I think also was very important that kind of also helped me grow as well was. Every day you wake up, you have two choices, evolve or repeat. What did you decide to choose today? You know, so that that goes how you're saying, you know, we always have a chance to develop. Tomorrow's always a new day. We can definitely try to work on being better. Um, Mm -hmm. But also another one that really stood out to me was says um, that um, every demon has a future and every saint has a past. You know what I mean? So (laughs) like that. So, you know, that definitely, um, you know, stood out to what you're saying, too. You know, a lot of people, you know, did, and we've seen that, too, time and time again. Like, one person, uh, you know, off the top of my head, like Danny Trejo, you know what I mean? He he grew up and he was in a lot of gangs and all those things and, you know, was in jail here and that. 
and he completely turned his life around, you know, successful movie actor. And he purposely plays all the villains in the movies because he wants to show kids that the bad guy doesn't, you know, it doesn't pay to be bad, you know, right. so. Right. So important how he changed his life around. Robert Downey Jr., you know what I mean? We look at his, you know, and what he did is growing up, uh, you know, doing all the drugs and everything, being in and out of jail and now being like the highest paid actor you know, out there. You know, so we have to understand that everybody has the ability to do better. It's just a choice. You know, exactly. that's what it comes down to. So, um, yeah. again, Andrew, man, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me. It was an amazing conversation. Man. I love having you here. Definitely want to talk to you about, you know, the other show and really getting out there and talking about our feelings. I think it's such an important thing that we do that. So, again, nothing but success to you, man. I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. And thank you so much again for being here for me. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, hit me up on that other podcast there, and I'd love to be a part of it. I love everything you got going on. The conversations you're having with these guys are um, just inspirational, man. I, I love that you're providing that space for us to, um, again, talk about what's not being talked about. So appreciate you. And I'm all thank you so much. And I know I haven't gotten out, but I got this week. I'm gonna send you out a fab hoodie. So I expect that in the mail for you. All right. Thanks, thanks. I'll send you one as well. We'll link up. All right, man. Definitely, man. These will stay blessed, man. Appreciate you. All right, brother. Enjoy your night. And as I always say, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, your big brother loves you. Stay blessed, everybody. Ooh.